Cap Taints log. Stardate. Gooch.cooch. I'm Captain Britain. And I'm Guardian of Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS Marine Biologist. Hoorah. Our ongoing mission to explore new Trek episodes, to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go back to Earth, Earther! Trek the podcast is here. One half vegan, one half queer. A hundred percent on your best. Unless we have a less leftist guest. Patrick and Britain. Talking, joking, farting, and shitting. All about Star Trek. Like our buttholes, the show is wrecked. Soy Trek the Podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Oh, we done did it, done did it, done did it, done did it. Welcome, no, 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 no. welcome to the bridge, folk. I'm Captain Britain. And I'm Patrick. The podcast is Soy Trek. The Star Trek podcast where two Trekkies ask themselves... Are any furries out there dressing up as Spock's giant dog? I think so, yeah. I think that'd be a cool thing. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've never seen it. Yeah. But, there's, I mean, you know, it's a it's a cool big animal. I bet, like, it'd be good for, like, Vor stuff especially because it's huge. Yeah. See, see what little, little, uh, little, uh, pop, uh. You want to rule, thir- rule 34, my friend? <laughs> Google search. So yeah, what the thing is, it's it's a weird spelling, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Spock's dog might sum it up, right? Yeah, Spock's dog, Spock's dog persona. Uh, all I'm getting is a lot of like dogs wearing uh, Spock gear, and then oh court, yeah, obviously, and then uh, a lot of of a girl with pink hair. Huh. Interesting. I guess some anime. Yeah, I'm sure there's like definitely like people who are like Trekkies and also furries who wear like, you know, their fursuit that is a dog and then like maybe like a, a science uniform over that. So they're essentially kind of a Spock dog. Mm. I don't know though. This is kind of a one off and like TAS is not the most popular Star Trek. But you no. know what? We're going to get into that. Until then, <laughs> as you may have noticed, we have fucking advertisements. What do Ooh. we advertise on this podcast? I don't know. They don't tell us. <laughs> I get a lot of Tim Hortons USA, I guess. Tim, Hort- not- Tim Hortons. Oh, the, USA. The, 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 Canadian, the Canadian donut yeah, shop? Yeah, but, but there's there's some in USA. So they only advertise the USA ones on our podcast. Cool. Uh, is there anyone, is there even one around here? No, no, not anywhere near here, I don't think. They're, mm. they're, I think the closest one has probably got to be in, like, Montana. I think they're, like, kind of closer to the border. I know there's a bunch in Michigan. I don't, I don't know if oh, we've that got makes a sense. big yeah. listenership in Michigan. I mean, we do send out a good bit of orders to Michigan and stuff, so I yeah. assume we could. We probably got a bunch of folk in Michigan. That's not a Michigan accent. I can only do, like, the weird Creole guy accent. <laughs> yeah, so, the closest ones I'm seeing are all in Canada. Oh, crazy. So, um, oh, yeah, there's, like, ones directly across the border. Like, yeah. Like, you'd have to go pretty far east to hit a, yeah, a to Tim hit Hortons one. America, yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, so for as little as $2 a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumb idiot bs and not only get ad-free episodes but you also get them all at once instead of having to wait 
like everybody else, for them to trickle out over the week, mm. like McDonald's-based diarrhea slowly seeping out of Donald Trump's completely wrecked butthole, mm. as he attempts to make a bowel movement. <laughs> also, if you're super cool and pay $5 or more a month, we mention your name on the podcast to uh, Soyagers, just like uh, we got uh, Dylan Morrison, we got, uh, uh, sorry, Dan Morrison, we got Dylan Lance, we got Ian Killia, Joan Hearn. Jordan Hale, Shane Sawyer, Nick Savard, David Craning Sites, Adam Zendel, Cappies, Emma Glavish, and our brand newest member, Electric Baphomet, who uh, I understand is on their way to the truck cruise. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I was talking with him. Uh, he yeah. also lives in Richmond. Like, yeah, 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 Virginia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. right outside of Virginia. Uh, cool yeah, super cool guy. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, I have uh, an on good authority. He's going to take a picture of William Shatner while wearing our Protect Trans Kids shirt. Hells yeah. Which is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually t- talked about it uh, in, in our Discord, which, by the way, sign up for our Discord. It's super active, super fun. Everybody loves it. People are telling me it's the best thing they've ever seen. I'd say it's the best thing since sliced bread, but sliced bread's just all right. It's better than sliced bread. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should join it. Maybe I'll download that Discord. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll even make you a mod and not your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually getting a lifetime ban. Let's do it. Do it. So uh, all those people, though, uh, including her, are cool as hell and deserve a nice glass of Kool-Aid. So mm. if you're in a position to give them an awesome ice-cold glass of the red or the purple or, I guess, orange. Mm. If you got nothing else, orange. You should do that. Don't come at me with the green, the blue. No, no, let's no. not. Let's just not. Okay. Yeah, I always, I always gravitate towards blue or red flavors. I mean, blue, blue is best for sports drinks. Mm, Kool Aid is not one of those. Kool Aid is not a sports drink. Kool Aid no. is like a sugar drink. Yes. And for that, you got to go with like you know. I mean, do they even make a yellow Kool Aid? That sounds horrific. The green is bad enough. I think a lemon lime type one. Flavor. Yeah, the lemon that that thing sucks. I think I'm yeah. sure they have a lemonade though. They have yeah. to have a lemonade. And it's I did like be the pink shit. lemonade. Oh yeah, yeah, the pink lemonade cool. You're not, you're not wrong. Yeah. But that that that's a shade of red. Yeah, that's true. So still stands. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so, um. Also, if uh, you give ten dollars or more a month, you get full access to my Plex server, the Media Dungeon, which has about fifteen thousand films and over four hundred fifty shows, updated daily with new stuff, just like all of the Dragons Lair cartoon. But mm. you didn't know that existed. Uh, Roots, starring LeVar Burton. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I don't uh, think I've actually seen Roots. Uh, you should watch it. It's great. Yeah, why not? I watched it a uh, long time ago with an old black guy. My friend's dad. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend. It was more with my friend. Yeah, his yeah. dad was there. <laughs> yeah, his dad was like, hey, guys, what you watching? Yeah, yeah. This is good. Um, so, uh, oh, also, both of the Starship Trooper show. Oh, cool. That you didn't know they had two shows. I had no There's idea. There's an anime and then like a CGI oh, one. I did know about the animated one. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, one's an anime. Oh. From like 89. Mm. So it's an actual like kind of direct translation of the book. It's not as like Verhoeven. I haven't watched any of the new ones. Yeah, but. yeah. I, reading um, uh, Starship Troopers, yeah, it's pretty fashy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Verhoeven cuts through that with uh, with satire, though. Yeah. We, we love Paul Verhoeven, don't yeah, we? Yeah, Starship like, Troopers rocks. So uh, Starship Starship Troopers, fucking uh, Robocop. Robocop. Fucking Robocop. such a sick ass movie. <laughs> and it sucks that, like, so many people are like, oh, yeah, like, Robocop. That's a cool cop movie. And I'm like, no, it's like an anti cop movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, what? Uh, the police force is owned by corporations and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, don't fight the actual. That couldn't happen. Yeah, that'll never happen. <laughs> and and the actual the actual enemy is the corporations that own the police. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd quick. buy that for a dollar. <clears throat> yeah, genius, genius. So um, yeah, but if you want to get in on that, uh, you should probably kind of quick. I've got limited bandwidth, uh, and I've got a bunch of subscribers this month out of nowhere, which is kind of cool. Oh hell yeah! Um, and we only got five spots left, so. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. That's dumb idiot in the letters BS, which stand for bullshit, but also stand for belligerent sandals. Hmm. Just not a coincidence. Yeah, I've had belligerent sandals, like ones that don't really want to work with you when you yeah, walk. 100%. That's what, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like, people are like, that's not a thing. I'm like... Yeah, they're like yeah. shitty sandals, like... I think I went through an entire summer wearing only sandals. It was pretty sick. But Wild. Yeah, I ended up like, wearing through them by the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really like sandals mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Do I even have any sandals here? Oh, cool. I don't think so. I mean, so. We're bo- we're, I, mean we're, I think we're both croc-pilled. We are definitely croc-pilled. I fucking yeah. love crocs, dude. I mean, like, yeah, everything I would have used sandals for in the past, I now use crocs for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're so breathable. They're so walkable. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you, can, you can beat someone with them if you need to. <laughs> you got that little handle swing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good for hitting. Yeah. You could put like you put a sandwich in there. You and, can, like, it has a little handle, I mean, so it's like a little, hand, like to, a little to, yeah, handheld to, sandwich. To be fair, you can put a sandwich in any shoe. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, like, you find me a shoe, buddy, I put a, I put a sandwich I in I put it. a motherfucking sandwich I put, in I put, I put a sandwich in so. it. I feel like, like it's, I feel like opening, though, is, is very welcoming to, like, a, like, sub. I mean, I'm a top, but, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, I, I guess. But if you had, like, a six-inch sub, it would fit pretty snug in there. Six-inch? Really? You're <laughs> selling me that short, buddy? Come on. 6.12, buddy. <laughs> That's like, okay. Well, you know, a 12-inch sub would be too long for those Crocs. Yeah. I mean, I've got big, big-ass feet, though. You do, but I still, I think, like, a like a 12-inch sub would still be hanging out with that. I mean, it'd be hanging out, but I think I think you could still like hold it in there, especially if you were holding it upright. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you want to, you know, you want to pause this and make a sandwich and figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Subway. I'm gonna get a 12 inch sub. Though the, the Subway subs are actually 10 inches, 12 inches. Yeah, that's what women try to tell me. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's the liberal media telling you lies. Yeah. No, they're it's something that. That's twelve inches. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see if a if a twelve inch subway sub can fit in there. Okay. All right. We'll be right back, folks. <laughs> it did it. It did it. It did it. Holy shit, folks! <laughs> a fucking um, I I mean, so here's the thing, I like we were looking into it. I was like, okay, I think this could actually fit. Not only a twelve foot. Uh, sorry, not a twelve foot. Uh, an actual party sub. They make mm. them up to eight feet, and I was oh, like, yeah. I think we could do half a party sub in, oh, yeah. in in the shoe. And you're like, I don't, I don't think I want to pay for that. And it was like, okay, then how about just a uh, you know regular twelve inch, and then just a bunch of cookies. <laughs> 
bunch of the Subway cookies. Yeah, and we did it. And we yeah. did it. it was uh, we, we got at least three cookies. I think we got one of the chocolate, like chocolate, white chocolate. Mm. Uh, we got the chocolate macadamia nut in there. Oatmeal raisin. Yeah. Did they make oatmeal raisin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were just we were know, just there, the so thing, we know. The only uh, thing is I wish we wrapped the cookies before we put them in your shoe because now we still got to eat them, and now they've just been inside your shoe. So, I mean, if you want to wrap the cookies, I'll do it for you. Yo, I'm a cookie. What's up, man? I know you're here with your cookie plan. You put me in a shoe. I don't know what to do. Now I hope you'll want to chew on me. Now I'm a tooth, and I'm going to tell you the truth. truth. I live in the mouth of a homie. All right, now watch out. I'm going to take it down south. (laughs) It's rap the musical rap without all that rap. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> speaking of uh, rapping, mm-hmm. being being uh, cool and urban and hip, uh, what did, what did we watch this week? We watched uh, the second episode of Star Trek: The Animated Series. We certainly did. Why you gotta go and make Trek so animated? This is way you're drawn out, DOS makes me frustrated. Well, at least they got Kirk and got Spock and got Bones and the rest of the cast, so at least there is that. Honestly, promise me Jim won't fuck the Cation. She's a cat. Meow. <laughs> don't, don't fuck the Cation, Jim. For yourself. I mean, I mean, I know you want to hit that pussy, but like, <laughs> don't, don't literally. I'm just gonna freeze myself so I can wake up in the Cation Cat Girl future. Oh, I mean, there's cat girls here now. <sighs> Not real ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just fucking don't dare to dream, brother. <laughs> <laughs> don't dream it, be it. Yeah, right. Just be the, be the cat girl you want to see in the world. <laughs> um, hell yeah. So uh, we watched. Um, Let's see. Uh, Star Trek: The Animated Series, Season One, Episode Two. We're going through all of the animated series right now. Yeah, why not? Because why not? It's easy to write a synopsis for. <laughs> and they're actually pretty good episodes so far. So the far. first two episodes I liked. So this one was written by none other than DC Fontana, who wrote a ton of um, the original uh, TOS episodes and a few episodes. Um, I mean, she she co-wrote the uh, fucking. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Encounter at Farpoint. Oh, the, sick. Yeah, the very first episode yeah, yeah. of TNG. She wrote the part that was, like, actually good. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, apparently uh, Gene Roddenberry added, like, all the filler in the episode and the whole mm-hmm. Q part. Yeah. And uh, then fucking was like, uh, hey, I'm going to give only myself credit. And DC Fontana's like, no. And then she fought it with lawyers, and then she just quit Star Trek altogether, which really sucks because she was, like, an iconic Star Trek writer. Yeah, and, I mean, she was pull- she was, uh, she was was going all out, mm-hmm. even for the fucking animated series. Mm-hmm. Like, I was No, like, she, whipped her, she, whipped, she whipped her fucking dick out for this. Yeah, because yeah. I had never seen the animated series, so I didn't expect much. And I think we had re- reviewed one episode that was – pretty bad yeah in, in <laughs> like season was, two in it was season, season two it was season two where yeah. the animation was dog shit yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> like, it was like, funny though it was funny it was, it was funny, funny to watch and like um it was it was pretty funny to watch and but uh but like i didn't have any sort of like great expectations for it no no these and, last two episodes i've watched so far have mm-hmm. been really good yeah right and, and so they um, just felt like normal track just 
with sure. crappy animation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so this one was directed again by Hal Sutherland, who directed the last episode. We watched the first episode of the series. Uh, mm. He directed all of the episodes of the first season, mm. and then he quit. And that's like between the first and the second season. Okay. Yeah. So we start with the captain's log. Captain's log, stardate 5373.4. This is Jim Kirk, by the way. We are in orbit around the planet of the time vortex, the focus of all the timelines of our galaxy. Our mission is to assist a team of historians in the investigation of Federation history. So, as we'll remember before, uh, or we haven't talked about it at all really on this podcast, but the. Um, uh, there's the there's like a time portal somewhere out in Federation space. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe we have talked about it. It's it's a time vortex. Um, it's uh, hosted by a thing called the Guardian of Forever. Yeah, yeah, the Guardian of Forever. Um, yeah, and it's it's like the gateway to Forever. And <coughs> yeah, it's, it's made appearance in episodes and yeah, yeah it's even made appearance in a Discovery episode. It, it yeah, it, a couple Discovery episodes, yeah. and and so it's. Uh, yeah, we won't we won't spoil that if you haven't watched the Discovery, but yeah. it, it plays a, a part in like taking someone out of the series, which mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I get why they did it, but whatever. The one good one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so as Federation historians Alik Ohm and Gray, as well as USS Enterprise Doctor Bones, motherfucking McCoy in the house, are uh, just recording history right outside the portal. Um, standing outside of the Guardian of Forever, the Guardian announces the return of the Travelers Kirk, Spock, and the Historian Erickson through the Gateway. So I guess the Gateway is also called the Guardian of Forever, right? Mm. So the Guardian of Forever is the Gateway itself and, like, the thing that, like, guards it and, like, talks through it, Mm -hmm. which I I like in this and the original TOS. It's just, like, a, a voice that speaks from the void. Yeah. But then in Discovery, they made it manifest, and I was like... Yeah, mm. like a jute, just a little fat guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What were you about to say there? Yeah, little fat guy. No, oh, I think you said uh, like a Jew. No, I thought, uh, no. Pretty, okay. I, I did not say that. I, I thought I thought you said like a little Jew, and I'm like, what? And then, and then, and then you corrected yourself a little fat guy. <laughs> okay. I'm going to listen back to that. And do it. I'm <coughs> Gonna get you canceled. Get canceled. I open up a uh, Pepsi Zero Sugar here. I actually <laughs> had, I had some some people ask me uh, what we're drinking on the podcast, and I gave them a pretty oh, really? list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no alcohol. <laughs> no, no, it's it's weird. Yeah, because like the other podcast I did, I was constantly like drinking beer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, never, never alcohol. Yeah, sodas, Red Bulls. I got to keep sharp to uh, make cum jokes about Star Trek for you all. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, <laughs> so the Guardian announces the return of the Travelers, Kirk, Spock, and Historian Erickson through its gateway after a mission to observe the dawn of the Orion civilization, which is like, I feel like that alone is like definitely kind of breaking the, the prime directive, especially since this is like way too early for them to really have like essential cloaking stuff. Yeah. And plus like Orions aren't really part of the Federation. They're definitely not. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Are they in? Feder- they're in Federation space, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but they're yeah. not a Federation planet. Mm-mm. Interesting. Yeah, but I mean, there was a lot of Orions in this last Picard episode. I don't think we mentioned that. 
Yeah, there were. Yeah, uh, there was, I, th- I think we did mention that there were. Oh, oh no, we didn't on the yeah. episode, but on yeah. the the previous episode, I yeah, think we, yeah, we were we watching saw, together. Like, we're like, holy shit! There's like three Orions in this one scene. Yeah, yeah, three <laughs> Orions, and there's there's a new thing that I forgot to mention, um, and it didn't really show a ton of her on the new episode. It's what I thought was a changeling in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Terry Metalis like uh, like um, talked about it on Twitter and like cleared it up. Which actually, one thing. Uh, to kind of go back to the last episode, one thing I do like about Terry Metalis is he's like super responsive on Twitter mm. to like legitimate questions, not my shitty shit posting and jokes, <laughs> which I don't expect him to be. Although I hope he appreciates my or, shitty. Hey, Terry Metalis, what do you think about my asshole? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, Terry Metalis, you want whole pics? Hashtag Star Trek. <laughs> no, thank you. I love my wife. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I asked if you wanted whole pics or not. Your love for your wife does not have any bearing on your need for whole pics. You can love your wife. You can love some whole pics, motherfucker. <laughs> you can be in a polyamorous relationship it's, it's with not, your... It's not one or the other. You can be both. Yeah. <laughs> Bisexual is what they call it. So, as the travelers begin to appear one by one, Kirk announces to McCoy how exciting it was to observe the birth of a civilization. Which, what do they mean, the birth of a civilization? Was it like amoebas? Because that's not exciting at all. Yeah, was it? Was it Was it like a bunch of Orion cavemen, like, fighting, and, like, one of them being, like, killing one and been like, well, we plant field here, <laughs> you know, and then they fucking... Or they discover libertarianism. <laughs> this is... The dawn of civilization is like the first Orion Ayn Rand. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah sure. that, that, that's where the whole basis of their culture originated from. Like, yeah, let's be really shitty pirates. Yeah, but also <laughs> prostitution's legal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, uh. As the travelers began to appear one by one, Kirk announces to McCoy how exciting it was to observe the birth of a civilization just as the last traveler, Spock, emerges from the Guardian, much to the surprise of both Gray and McCoy, who are not familiar with him. McCoy inquires who it is they brought back with them. Uh, Kirk reacts with bepuzzlement because he believes McCoy obviously knows Spock and maybe he's just taking the piss. Mm-hmm. But McCoy is like, I'm afraid I'm he's afraid just, I don't, Jim. He's just being racist, like all the Vulcans look alike. Which one's this? <laughs> what oh, oh, I see you brought your trash back with you, huh, Jim? You know, you know, it's an empty planet. You can just leave. I, I guess I guess you don't want to bring it back. Okay. Oh, what? They didn't have trash cans <laughs> at the dawn of Orion civilization? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love Bones McCoy, don't we, folks? We love his racism. It's, it's real fun. I feel he's a bad representative of Kentuckians. Yeah. Or or maybe is, is he from Kentucky? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense why he aged into Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, Daddy Boy, you shit, you shit right here, you shit right here, right shit right here, right here. If you ever treat her like a lady, I hear you shit right here, so you always take it home, you shit right here. <laughs> boy, 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 you listen to me, boy. Boy. <laughs> mm. So uh, the crew members beam back uh, to the ship and are greeted by Scotty who is also not expecting a Vulcan among those to be transported back and was anticipating one of the other historians instead. And he's Hmm. like, a Vulcan? Oh, I'm sorry. He's from Georgia. Oh, he's from Georgia. Oh, you think he voted for Stacey Abrams? No. (laughs) Nobody voted for Stacey Abrams. (laughs) 
Uh, annoyed, Kirk responds that he expects his first officer to be treated with respect, just as an Andorian crew member enters the transporter room, stating that no one has ever treated him with anything but respect, which I'm like, damn, dude, that's a cushy-ass life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'd love to live in a world where people only treated me with respect. Yeah. But then again, I take my penis out in public a lot, <laughs> yeah. so I understand. Mm-hmm. And I just... And you yeah. wear a Shrek hat. <laughs> I, I do, I do. Uh, I do wear a hat, a reversible hat that says Shrek rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In you're public. Gonna, you're going to get contemptible stares no matter where you go. I don't care. <laughs> Shrek rules. Shrek they, rules. They need to know. The people need to know. Yeah, you're spreading I would the, tell the people. You're spreading the good word. I am. I'm, I'm just like people. <laughs> some people are like, hey, Jesus, and uh, Lord and Savior of the earth. And I'm like, I mean, your earth. <laughs> your earth. Yeah, yeah. Your earth doesn't have donkey. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh, Kirk inquires as to who the newcomer is, and McCoy introduces them, or rather reintroduces them, Captain Thalen who's uh, an Andorian dog, who's uh, like a kind of a weird Andorian color. Mm-hmm. Not, not not the traditional Andorian Yeah, he's color. kind of a weird bluish gray yeah, type Yeah, color, like more gray than anything. Yeah, he's more, uh, mostly gray. Yeah, so um, making an attempt to uh, remind Kirk that Thalen has been his first officer aboard the Enterprise for the past five years. Damn. Which I'm like, have they even been on the Enterprise? I mean, I thought like, isn't... Kirk taking command for the five-year mission, their first mission together? Yeah. but th- So they haven't been together for five years, I don't think, because this is supposed to be the fourth year of their mission. Mm. This is a kind of a direct continuation from, from season three of mm. Star Trek. I don't know, man. <laughs> so, um... hope someone got fired for that blunder. Yeah, fucking. I, I hope they uh, kidnapped their children <laughs> and uh, called them and been like, if you ever make another writing mistake again... Uh, you're dead. You're gonna have to choose the other one. No, um, choose, uh, choose which one. I'm sure DC Fontana is long dead. Choose which one, DC <laughs> Fontana. Cho- D which, or C. Choose which one will live and which will die. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Spock and Kirk uh, finally come to the realization that they haven't uh, what in, they have encountered is not a ruse, but uh, and they begin to question what's going on. Next, we get a captain's log from Kirk. Captain's log supplemental. When we were in the time vortex, something appears to have changed the present as we know it. No one aboard recognizes Mr. Spock. The only answer is that the past was somehow altered. Mm -hmm. In a staff meeting in the briefing room, uh, they talk about how long their staffs are. (laughs) Yeah, they have a measuring contest. Yeah. You really want to be my you really want to be my first officer. <laughs> got to be long. <laughs> you you got to be first in length to be the first <laughs> longest penis wins. <laughs> That's how Riker got the job. Yeah. You know Picard is like I all right boys, drop trowel. <laughs> um Uh so in a staff meeting in the briefing room Lieutenant Erickson reviews the tricorder logs from the mission and observes that there is nothing they could have possibly done to change the events of the future. Spock then surmises that the change in the timeline must have happened while they were in Orion's past. Mm. 
Interesting. That would explain why they still exist and also still have memories, probably. I guess so. Because it's, it's interesting that like Kirk doesn't have other memories, though. He still has the one from his former timeline. Yeah. Because if he did, like, then this would be a lot harder. (laughs) Yeah, there would be a lot. I mean, this is already a lot to go through. And a lot of stuff that they just kind of gloss over. But that's fine. For for time, yeah. And for it's a fucking kid show. Yeah. (laughs) This this is children's Star Trek, so I I get it. Um, The meeting is interrupted by Bates, uh, Master Bates, Mm -hmm. who uh, jerks off in front of them like Louis C.K. I'm Master, Master Bates. Um, so Bates, who just checked Starfleet records on Spock, is requested by Thalen. Bates reports there is no Vulcan named Spock serving with Starfleet in any capacity. Thalen then inquires about the results of the Vulcan family history request. Bates displays an image of Sarek on Vulcan and notes that he has been an ambassador for 17 Federation planets in the past 30 years. And they, they show him this on, like, uh, the oldest tube TV I've ever seen. But it's, like, it looks like a cool orange box. So it's, like, yeah. futuristic. But it's, like, it's a big box. Yeah, I do love how it's, like, yeah, they're still limited by the by the technology they have at the time. And they can, they, they can it's like they, see it. Yeah, they have just, like, no, <laughs> no imagination. They're, like, what do TVs look like in the future? Do you think they'll be, like, up against a wall and, like, really thin? No, no, no. They'll be the same, no. <laughs> just, like, cool and orange. Yeah. <laughs> and built into a table. Hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll buy tables with the TVs in it. <laughs> well, just every every piece of furniture you see will have TV in it. Mm. Right? Yeah, I can That'd see that. That would actually be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like planes. They have the TVs on the back of the seats. Yeah, that's why you like planes. <laughs> Thinking about finding the secret agent on there, grabbing the gun. <laughs> I just put my coat over my lap and masturbate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh I don't know. yeah, yeah. I don't, what you're saying, should, I should probably tell the government. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, what you're doing is just kidding. Illegal. I, I'm doing a parody. Well, what I'm, what I'm doing <laughs> is perfectly natural yeah that's perfect i mean also it's a medical condition <laughs> like listen listen what what goes on between me and my coat on a plane mm-hmm. is none of the government's business yeah like, also you, you need to start carrying little medical badges like no this is like i have a medical condition <laughs> that i need to do this every hour or i die yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm draining my fluids okay i'm draining my fluids i, I have a backup yeah. If there's a backup, then there's some. I have a serious medical problem, so yeah. I need to, you need to let me do this. I gotta, I gotta, uh, and it can't, it can't, it can't be in the bathroom. Ex- excuse me, stewardess. I must drain my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't masturbate with a coat over my lap <laughs> while watching the Lego Movie Two on a fucking airplane anymore. I thought this was yeah. Maybe they sh- maybe Jimmy Carter should have never deregulated airlines. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that piece of shit. Yeah, actually, act, you know, it's like you know, maybe you should give me some more elbow room. You know, mm. you know, and just so people ride on top of me while I'm doing this thing to my coat, all the way up to the elbow room. <laughs> Uh, Spock notes that this information is incorrect, that Sarek was an uh, ambassador on 17 Federation planets in the past 30 years, and inquires about Sarek's family and his wife and his son. 
Bates then transmits an image of Amanda Grayson, who we know mm-hmm. is Spock's mom, uh, the former wife of Sarek, uh, from whom she separated following the death of her son. Amanda was later killed in a shuttle accident at Lunaport on her way home from Earth. Sarek is never remarried. Mm. Spock mourns briefly for his mother in this reality, then inquires as the name of the son that died. Guess what it is? Spock. <laughs> You're right, it's Spock. Yeah, it's crazy that all this information is freely available. Yeah. This, it's just like this is documented information that's like online. I mean, in in the future, I feel like all information will be public, especially in like mm-hmm. a, a Federation utopia where like no one has anything to hide. Yeah. Like eventually, social media will merge with. And plus, I guess like Sarek is a, no, is a notable person, so they're basically reading his Wikipedia. Yeah, he's he's a, a Federation ambassador, a yeah. ambassador to a bunch of okay, time, so. all right, all right. So. Uh, Spock mourns briefly for his mother, then inquires as to the name of the son that died. And guess what? It's fucking Spock, who was age seven upon his demise. Seven of nine, that is. Whoa. Whoa, we got him. So Kirk, Spock, and Thalen return to the surface of the planet, uh, sorry, the time planet, to confer with Alok Um and Gray, the other historians, on what happened. Kirk asks if the Guardian was in use while they were away. And Gray informs them that it was used in only a limited capacity to scan recent Vulcan history. So they fucked this shit up. They definitely fucked this shit up in the wrong way. Yeah. It was, so, like, researching the information made Spock not exist. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so they, like, so when someone researches you... Um, it allows you to come in a woman one time, mm. and you don't get her pregnant. Oh, so <laughs> oh, we're not going to have a situation where Spock is going to have to take jerk off his dad, take his dad's sperm, put it in his dick, and then fuck his mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to uh, the Picard review we just did. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to go back, Marty. <laughs> you got to go back. You got to fuck, fuck your mom with your dad's sperm in your dick. <laughs> 88, Marty. 88 miles an hour. 88 <laughs> pumps a minute. Got to get that friction going. <laughs> Just leaves. Jack Hammer, your mom's pussy, Marty. Just leaves, leaves a fire trail. <laughs> just, it's just fire and lube. <laughs> Just burning, just burning pube hair feels like <laughs> the smell of pure, burning pube hair. Oh god, I love the smell of burning pube hair in the morning. <laughs> you know what? We should we should write a script that involves jerking off your dad, putting the sperm in your dick, and then fucking your mom <laughs> to make to make to, to so get to we're, we're gonna sell it to Netflix so, so, so you can give birth to yourself. <laughs> no, 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 that's the title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> screenplay comes across a guy's deck his desk and it just says uh, uh, jerking off uh, my dad and putting his sperm into my dick so I can come into my mom and get her pregnant with myself he just picks it up and throws it into a fireplace that's roaring right next to him he's like nope <laughs> but, but, but get this the fireplace is magic and there's a genie that lives in there uh, right Alright. Yeah, and it, uh, it uh, murders us <laughs> I can see that yeah, because that's our wish. That's our wish. <laughs> that's, <Yeah>. that's, 
<laughs> at least the wish of the of, of the guy at Netflix that saw that script come across is like murder those guys. <laughs> be so great if uh, there was just like a, a, a fucking like Aladdin movie. He rubs the lamp and Genie's like, I can give you three wishes. He's like, man, I'm fucking poor. I want to die. <laughs> like, uh, okay. <laughs> Well, the genie can't. Kill, well, I mean, if it's going by Disney Aladdin rules, he, the genie can't kill anybody. Interesting, but he could give Aladdin a gun. Oh, so does Aladdin even know what a gun is? No, bummer. Yeah, I don't think guns have been inv- were invented at that time. How do you think Aladdin would have killed himself? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he probably would have jumped off the magic carpet. Yeah, that's on the board. Yeah, that's uh, that's twelve percent of people said that. Yeah, <laughs> or just give himself to the tiger and let the tiger rip him apart. <laughs> All right, that's got two nice. percent. You know, you're on a roll here. Uh, you want to go for one more? <laughs> Jump into the lava pit where all the gold is, where you got the genie lamp. Sorry, the number one answer was uh, asphyxiate himself on uh, Jafar's cum. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But I think that was accidental because he's trying to gargle it and it backfired. <laughs> I mean, could that really happen? I think so. You can drown in a glass of water, so I don't see why you can't just drown on, drown on cum and cum. saliva. I, mean, I, I guess that's... Do you think anyone's ever died, like, drowned in cum? I, I, I have to imagine, yes. I mean, imagine, yeah, I bet you do imagine, but, like, I'm, at, I'm asking in reality, do you think it's happened? Yeah, I think, you know what, you know what, like, are you Googling? You know, you know you're not going to get a real answer. You know you're going to get some really depraved shit, dude. Let me go on private mode. Just <laughs> you're, you're, you are going to get the most depraved bukkake anyone has ever filmed. Like, some stuff that makes, like, German people blush, like... Oh jeez, yeah, it's only getting porn. Yeah, I mercilessly uh, drowned in cum, gay porn. <laughs> ooh, Japanese you, porn star drowns in semen while filming bukkake scene. You want to? Oh, actually, this is a news. Okay. Oh uh, wait, this is by something by Red Pill. I don't know. Can't trust this. You know what? We got real news <laughs> for you. <laughs> Politics and culture and drowning income too. Marxist point of view. So open up your holes and move up for the news. All right, give us that come news. All right, well, Japanese porn star drowns in semen. Uh huh. Okay. Where's this from? Uh, what is it from? No, where's this from? Uh, it's from the Goldwater, which I think is like a right wing news site. Uh, oh, named after Barry Goldwater? Yeah. No, that's 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 just uh. Centrist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think this is fake because, for one, it doesn't doesn't the doesn't give the name of the actress. Mm-hmm. Like, suppose citing Japanese laws requiring her next of kin to be formally notified first. Mm-hmm. So, this de- seems fake. Bummer. Yeah. Damn. You hate to see it. Don't we, hate folks? to see it. Oh well, that oh, was well. Uh, that was uh, the bigger semen news or whatever. I guess. <laughs> so uh, let's go back to let's go back to the, the episode here. Yes. So, um, Kirk, Spock, and Thalen uh, return to the surface of the time planet and confer with uh, Alec, Ohm, and Gray, and they say they were uh, scanning history. Kirk then wonders if there is any notion, uh, sorry, any notation on the death of Sarek's son. 
Spock. And Alik Ohm confirms that there was and that he had died during the Cause One maturity test. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> oof. I hope it's like a reciting Hebrew at your like bar mitzvah thing. Yeah, like, that's, that's the maturity best. Maturity test sounds like something that, like, I don't know, a uh, predatory gym teacher would do to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing that's 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 the um, that's the uh, um, the situation they have on the um, Vulcan version of To Catch a Predator, where they're like, <laughs> T- "Take a seat, Kesswai." <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, uh, so what did you mean you wanted to help this young man out with his uh, with his maturity test? <laughs> Look, we were just going to do the traditional maturity test. Does uh, does that require condoms? Yeah, does that require uh, Romulan ale? Did you bring <laughs> Romulan ale? Is Romulan ale in your backpack? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and also, like, uh, your chat logs would prove otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Spock then recalls the date of the event in question, the 20th day of Tasmin. The Tasmanian devil, that is. <laughs> Got him! And we do have a Tasmanian devil in this. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the Tasmanian devil. Not really. So noting <laughs> noting that it was the day that his cousin Salek saved his life in the desert when he was attacked by a wild animal. Mm. Although Spock cannot remember the finer details of this event, how can he not? He's a fucking Vulcan who remembers everything, right? I mean, it's before he did, like, went... It's before he was killed, too. So and this befo- is the original and, Spock. And uh, also before, but, like... Um, it's when he was a kid, and that's before he got fully Vulcan, Vulcan-brained. But this is right around the... I mean, he's already Vulcan-pilled at this point. Yeah. And he, he, like, and this is around the time he decides to go full Vulcan mode. Mm-hmm. So you think he remembers shit from around this time. Yeah, I mean, it does seem weird that he doesn't remember it. It, it does a little bit, but but I'll, I'll give it a pass because this entertained me. Yes. So on a hutch, Kirk asks if Salek looked anything like how Spock does now. Spock confirms that Kirk, what Kirk has been thinking. Spock saved his own life in the original timeline, but was unable to do it a second time because he was in Orion's past when the time vortex replayed Vulcan history, making it impossible for him to be in two places at one time. Mm-hmm. And so and so the beginning of Orion's civilization was like thirty years ago? Or like Oh, I, I think he just it was just that it, it he was just at a different point like instead of being where he was supposed to be and Vulcan history he was somewhere out doing something else hmm. <laughs> yeah I don't know it's 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 very weird interesting but like um yeah th- that's being, a, that's the problem with like self-fulfilling time travel is it is completely cursory and it, it's just cyclical also like it, it, it justifies itself also that would assume like Spock, I think he he never used his logic to be like, well, te- theoretically Spock wasn't supposed to live at all. Yeah, um, right. Unless unless it, like if Spock only lived due to the intervention of his future self, then that's that's not the original timeline. That's an right. altered timeline where Spock went back and and fixed it. That would be actually an interesting plot for like a TOS movie. Yeah, I'd actually like that a lot. Like and because like at no point does Spock consider that. What's Maybe actually he's an abomination. Yeah. <laughs> what's actually best is if he doesn't interfere with it, with 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 his oh. own with his childlike survival. It oh, actually gosh. like the time should pass where he would should have died at that moment. Oh my god! You know, it'd be like crazy hmm. as if he like 
committed suicide by time travel <laughs> yeah. and went back and like he just watched himself die. He just stood on the cliff and just watched. Yeah, well, well, he just fades away as he watches his child self die. <laughs> gets gets attacked by the He Man tiger. Yeah. <laughs> At least I got to come in my mom with my dad's sperm. <laughs> that was completely unnecessary. <laughs> I'm already born. <laughs> Like, like, why did, why did just, I do that? Just makes this inbred monster <laughs> that terrorizes the galaxy. Oops, I came too. <laughs> that means it's equal, equal chance that it could be my son. That's what that's what Child Spock's giant dog is. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's how they gave birth to Cybok. <laughs> that that's a good mm, plot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, like Cybok is just Spock, but he went the human way instead of the Vulcan mm. way. That's actually a sick plot. Damn, let's go and write it. Yeah, let's pitch it to fucking that's, that's Strange be, New Worlds. That's gonna, gonna, <laughs> in the title of the episode, jerk off my dad, sperm <laughs> <laughs> in my dick, and then fuck my mom to be my own father. <laughs> Or to be my brother's father. It'll just go across uh, like Henry Lonzo Meyer's desk, and he's just going to like open the gun drawer. (laughs) Blood against the wall. (laughs) Wow, he really liked it. He signed it in blood. (laughs) Wow, it was the last thing he ever read. (laughs) Let's film it. Uh, He gets paid $3 (laughs) for the script. Uh, with the realization of what has transpired, Kirk asks the Guardian if there's any way they can reverse what has happened and, uh, you know, bring Spock back and basically kill the Andorian. Yeah. Well, I don't think kill the Andorian. It, it doesn't. No, it's, it's super weird what they do at the end, and I'm like, I don't think that makes sense, but yeah. okay. Um, so the Andor- Andorian. Yeah, yeah. So like- the Guardian confirms that there is, uh, as long as no other important factor is altered. I don't know what you consider important, though. It's weird, right? I mean, it's hard to say. I think I mentioned that before where it's just like any sort of t- change of the timeline. Mm. Butterfly have, effect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Has, it can have any any untold effects mm-hmm. on the timeline, yeah. especially, you know, in Picard season two when they're just killing people. Yeah. <laughs> just just like, murking people in, in France. Yeah, just, just just killing random people, you know. Just, just, and no, just they were random. It was targeted, but yeah. they were, like, all, like, fucking mercenaries yeah but just crossing your fingers and hoping none of their children or their children's children or their children's children have any sort of effect on the timeline yeah <laughs> but you know you know what's more important uh-huh. action baby action capital a action <laughs> um so Spock decides that in order for him to save the lives of both his mother and himself, he has to return to Vulcan in the past and correct what has been changed. Before his departure, he requests a Vulcan desert soft suit and boots, as well as a small selection of streetwear, because he's a hype beast. Oh, Fuck yeah. boy. Supreme, 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 <laughs> supreme, supreme, supreme. It's like, what? what's this shit from Target? <laughs> oh, this shit's fake. I checked the tags. What the fuck is up with you, Jim? <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, so, uh, you get some streetwear in a carry bag circa 8877, yeah. Vulcan year. Yeah, Vulcan hype beast mm-hmm. era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the ship's wardrobe selection. Okay. I feel like they'd have like uh clothing replicators at this point, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, they always they they've referenced like uh the um the uh what do they call them? Food replicators. 
No, the uh, dildo replicators. I can't think of the Bilbo name. Baggins caters. <laughs> Bilbo, yeah. Well, I think it's just like they have. Yeah, I think they do have something like that. Maybe makes it hyperspeed. I don't think they probably have replicators yet for that. Who knows? Yeah, we, we never know. We never know. We never know. So uh, Kirk flips open his communicator, um, so he can get his streetwear. <laughs> A brief conversation with Thalen reveals that he bodes no ill will towards Spock's request, despite the fact that this quest will change the commander's timeline as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, he considers it a reasonable sacrifice in order to save Spock and his family, which is very noble of him. Yeah. Likewise, Spock wishes Thalen a long and p- prosperous life in whatever circumstances the hopefully repaired timeline will put him in. That'd be great if, like, Spock went back and Thalen just ended up in, like, a fucking torture dungeon <laughs> and just being waterboarded with piss. Yeah. And just, no! Why did I agree to this bullshit? This sucks! <laughs> Why do I remember what I could have had? It's even more torture than if I didn't know. I had a family! <laughs> They're all gone. They're dead. They're all dead. Fuck you, Spock! <laughs> so... Uh, Spock hurriedly enters the Guardian, and he's like, oh, harder, faster, Spock. That's real. <laughs> That'd be great if the Guardian didn't send you back in time. It was just this horny, horny like, god creature, like, from Star Trek V. I've made them think this is this is a portal of time, but it's actually my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be, that'd, be, that'd be sick as fuck. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. No, I, I mean, S- Spock, you need to tear at the fabric of of, of, of reality. <laughs> Just tear at the tear oh, at the sides. Oh, keep going back. <laughs> oh, keep going back farther in time. Oh, change, change their time. Oh, I'm I'm about to change the timeline. Start spinning. Start spinning. Start spinning. <laughs> oh my god, the timeline's changed. Oh my god, don't you gotta get out. You gotta get out of me. You sh- oh, don't change the timeline too much. It hurts. Spock, you see that big red button looking thing right there press it It it's the past rectifier button (laughs) just press that button it rectifies all (laughs) timelines to their optimal um (laughs) Uh, so uh personal log start eight five three seven three point five Subjective time. This is Spock, by the way. Mm-hmm. I have returned to the past in an attempt to restore the future. I am home and have almost forgotten its beauty. What? Vulcan looks like fucking shit, dude. Yeah. It's Vulcan looks like the I worst. I the beholder type thing. It, it looks like the worst parts of Utah. <laughs> it does. They, have, they seriously have the worst planet. They do. It's like, yeah, it's like everything's desert. It's, it's basically like Tatooine, and they're like, it's, it's logical to stay here. The Romulans are like, hey, we want to go elsewhere because this shit fucking sucks, and they find a yeah. verdant planet, and they're like, that's not logical. What are you talking about, Vulcans? You're idiots. It looks like Arizona or something. I'd say more Utah. There's like a lot bigger rock formations no, and more mountains and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the plateaus. Yeah, lots of plateaus. Big plateau country, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hate that red rock shit, man. I, I've driven through it a couple of times. It's, it's cool to look at, but like going out there, you're like, man, this is like, everything's the same and mm-hmm. it sucks. There's like no actual nature. It's just a bunch of rocks. Yeah. Rocks are cool, I guess. Yeah. To a point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather stay in the city and get some real rock, some crack rock, my brother. Hells yeah. Let's smoke some crack rock. Oh, yeah, or some meth. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> so um, Spock meets his father, Sarek, as well as his younger self, uh, who is being harassed by three young Vulcan bullies, who actually, I actually have the names of. Oh. Sepek, Sofek, Stark. So if you're on, if you're a part of House Stark, fuck yourself. You're a bully. Stop mm. bullying Spock. Oh, and the the inventor of the Sepik tank. <laughs> the Sepik tank. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. See, Spock had all sorts of like fucking uh, fu- uh, fucking ammunition he could have used on them, and he did not use it. Yeah, right. He could have call, called that kid Sepik tank. <laughs> That'd be sick as fuck. Do you think? <laughs> I, I bet they ha- they only have Sepik on Vulcan. I bet it smells like poop. Oh yeah, they probably, I, I they, hate septic. It smells bad. They all probably the time. just go in holes in yeah. the desert yeah. and bury it like cats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess Spock's a cat girl in that way. <laughs> they, and that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think they have said like the Vulcans did descend from like cat-like creatures. I think you're right. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure they were just shitting in the desert and burying mm-hmm. it. So at this point, uh, Spock introduces himself to Sarek as uh, a distant cousin, Salek. Uh, and then Sarek is like, uh, you seem very familiar, and uh, Spock's like, uh, perhaps it's a uh, familial familial uh, similarity passed down from generations. And Sarek is like, that's got to be a dude. <laughs> so next, uh, we get uh, another Spock log. Personal log, stardate 5373.9, subjective time. I love how he says subjective time in his logs. That's yeah. Sick. Since the timeline seems to have changed again, yet I do not believe I have done anything to disrupt it. My memory is quite clear regarding the date my cousin saved my life, and it should be tomorrow. The Kazwan ordeal is an ancient rite of warrior ways. When Vulcans turned to logic, they reasoned they must maintain the tests of courage and strength to keep pure logic from making them weak and helpless. That is such a weird logic, and I don't think it works. Yeah. Like in order to uh, in order to be logical, we have to have these arbitrary tests of courage and strength because logic will otherwise make us weak and helpless. So we need to like traumatize a kid when they're really young <laughs> mm-hmm. and make them like prove themselves so they can have a life of logic and not weakness. Yeah, they got they just got they just got to fight the He Man tigers and they're yeah. fine. I mean, it never, never occurred to them to maybe, like, figure out, like, all the things on their planet that actually, like, are threats to them. <laughs> yeah. And through logic, eliminate those threats in meaningful ways and, like, mm-hmm. rehabilitative ways. And maybe, like, I don't know, make their desert planet not a fucking piece of shit desert. Oh, they like the, they like the desert. Why? Because they're, they're, that's what they like. <laughs> yeah, but... But it sucks. It does. I mean, to us it sucks, but to Vulcans it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but they're wrong. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> young Spock goes uh, on his Cosuan a month early on his own will. He just, like, leaves at the nighttime. His pet, Shalat, uh, Aichia, who he had uh, previously, like, leaned on for support after he got bullied, follow his <laughs> follows him out into the desert. Thanks for farting. Um, defying young Spock's authority. Uh, in the meantime, adult Spock, who is going by Salek, so should I just call him Salek? I'll call him adult Spock. Yeah. So, uh, is about to turn in for the night, suddenly when he realizes and says aloud, oh, of course, I should have remembered. It wasn't the actual Cosuan ordeal. 
Upon that realization, he rises again and dresses, following young Spock and Aichia, uh, his um, shallot, out into the desert. Personal log. Spock again. The boy, Spock, should be moving towards the El Langan Mountains. He, or I rather, had much to prove to myself. The personal ordeal upon which I embarked was meant to determine the course of my life would take. Okay. In the desert, um, the pair are attacked by a ferocious Lee Matcha, mm. the inventor of matcha tea. <laughs> Um, it looks like the looks like He Man's tiger. It does. It looks very much like. Was it just called Tiger? Yeah. What was that thing's name? I don't know. I'd fuck it. I mean, <laughs> if it was a <laughs> if it was a furry human, not a animal that can't consent. <laughs> yeah, probably he, said that first. It was Battle Cat. Battle Cat or, a, a, cr- or a cringer. Ooh, I like that. A fucking battle pussy. Yeah, noble. Hey, this is Cringer. Cringer slash Battle Cat. Hell yeah. So, adult Spock, who has been following the uh, two in the desert the whole time, intervenes and saves young Spock's life. So, this is the moment that he had to come back and perform. Mm-hmm. He thinks, at least. Incapacitating the large creature with a Vulcan nerve pinch. But it is too late. For unlike the way adult Spock remembers what happened, Aichia is badly injured from the battle and seems to be dying. No, no. Ichia. No. Young Spock sets out to find a healer in the city. Meanwhile, adult Spock uses a nerve pinch to help ease Ichia's pain. He's like, go to sleep, friend, yeah. and fucking like knocks him out. <laughs> Which fair God, I wish that I wish I wish someone would do that to me. Dude, I, I, I just wake up and do that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do it to yourself? Just be like, ugh. No, I just do that until I withered away. <laughs> so telling the creature uh, that he previously undertook the Kazwan ritual without Aichia having been sacrificed. So he's changing the timeline in this way now, too. Mm-hmm. So he thought it was just he had to go back and save himself, but now this happened. What's up with that? Although Young Spock is successful... Aichia is too far gone by the time the healer arrives. Uh, and, like, when he comes and finds the healer, the healer is like, Oh, son of Sarek, I have heard you have a reputation for playing tricks. <laughs> and Spock's like, I did that one time. Like two I, years ago. Yeah, do I have a reputation for being a liar? And he's like, Nope, all right, I'll get my coat. <laughs> <laughs> But I like how he's like still using like an event from two years ago to be like, you always playing pranks. Yeah. Once every two years. Uh, yeah. What do, you, what do you think the prank he played was? Mm. I have to imagine it's something probably pretty lame. Like by Vulcan standards. Because yeah, in Vulcan standards. Like, like, he, like he licked his dog's asshole. <laughs> no, I mean like he was just like, just did like a. We pre- a knot, <laughs> or, or or he pretended he was like handicapped or something. <laughs> I like I love logic. Not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. That's pretty sick, dude. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's <laughs> a pretty sick prank. And then, and then that just sent, sh- sent shockwaves through Vulcan society about they, they couldn't <laughs> believe they couldn't. That's be- that's what caused fucking uh, Cyborg to uh, split <laughs> off and reject Vulcan and yeah, logic. It, it, it like blew his mind. Like, <laughs> my God, I see it all differently now. <laughs> Me and my wife, <laughs> my wife, and then like you know, yeah, I just, just it 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 it's an 
it's in shock waves and through the Vulcan society. And yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. So um, the healer gives young Spock the choice to give Aichia a longer but very painful life, <laughs> or to release him from his suffering. That's that's pretty that's pretty difficult for a pet. Yeah, this is this is a, this is a pretty serious episode. Like mm. I was kind of like, oh, starting to feel for Aichia. Yeah, right. Spark chooses to release Aichia from life, the most logical way, and in mm. doing so, chooses to follow the Vulcan ways of his father instead mm. of the human ways of his mother and her deceiving <laughs> human pussy. And the healer's like, "All right, I'll, <laughs> I'll put I'll put you out of its misery." <laughs> <laughs> They call me a healer, but that's not really what I do, see? (laughs) I guess I release things from pain, (laughs) but I do so in what you might call a uh, unconventional way. Um, yeah, this is the, this is an old yeller type episode. It is definitely an o- old yeller type episode. Yeah, yeah like all right, that 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 would have been sick if they just like the healer gate did give uh, young Spock a gun. That, that would <laughs> I mean, be like you gotta put you gotta put Archie down. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't good no more. You ain't good. <laughs> he, can, he gonna he gonna kill children if we give him alive like this. <laughs> He doesn't have rabies. I don't care. I just shoot him. <laughs> um, Put the gun right there. Yeah, right between his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't my dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, the timeline is saved. Mm. And Spock returns from the Guardian as first officer once again. And everyone remembers him. Everyone's in uh, Bowens is like, oh, fuck, not him again. Um before beaming back to the Enterprise, Spock laments the death of Aichia to Kirk, admitting that this did not happen the first time around. Kirk, however, cannot understand how a pet could mean so much in the course of time. In the Enterprise's transporter room, McCoy is complaining when it is Spock's turn to take a routine physical, and bemoans that he has to recalibrate his medical scanner for the Vulcan every time. He's like... Uh, God damn it, when I measure your penis, I gotta put it to inches instead of centimeters again. Your dog's fucking huge, Spock. <laughs> that would be funny. Stop stop shaming me about my micropenis. If he has, if he does have like a, uh, a tricorder that just says humans, and then like a, sh- <laughs> a shittier one that says Vulcans. <laughs> like it's, Vulcans only, and it's Vulcans like only. on a string, but it's like actually on the floor. <laughs> and, it's just, and it's all crappy, and he's just like, that's right, separate but equal. <laughs> now the, 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 the human tricorder is just a tricorder, yeah. and the Vulcans <laughs> one is just a, just a hose coming out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me take your vitals. No, they no, they like it like that. Those 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 uh, Vulcans they like it like that. Don't you be touching the human one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not for your kind. <laughs> uh, so you you can't come in here in business hours. You gotta use the back door. <laughs> uh, so Spock uh, tells him that if things were different, he would be recalibrating for an Andorian instead. McCoy asks if this is some sort of joke, <laughs> yeah. reminding Spock that Vulcans don't tell jokes. To this, Spock responds by pointing out 
to the doctor that times change, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the episode. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? It was a pretty good episode, I thought. Like I um I uh it had a pretty solid premise, you know, the going back in time, you know, it's it's hard to do like a good time travel episode and it is. And it sh- is. And sure enough there's like some time travel logic stuff that's that doesn't like, really work, right? Yeah, but I mean it's they had twenty two minutes. Tell yeah. the story. Yeah, like, so like I, overall, like it entertained me. I yeah. love I loved a Spock standalone episode yeah. where we don't have to fucking hear from Jim Kirk really much at all. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the fucking Andorian was a bigger character in here than, than Kirk, which <laughs> is was. awesome. Yeah. I, I, I do think that the they that would have been nice if a good closure for for the audience if mm-hmm. they did like Spock did wonder about what happened to the Andorian, just kind of like, but I mean, again, they're yeah, if he just time. like disappeared or something, that that would be interesting, uh, yeah, like, but, or see what command he took if he get, didn't get on the Enterprise, right, right. But yeah, there was that last like nice final moment with them where yeah. uh, uh, you did like the um, uh, peace and live long or peace, yeah, yeah, yeah peace and uh, long life and live mm-hmm. long and prosper. That was yeah. that was pretty cool. We we always like that. Yeah, that was really great. Like, and I mean, uh, I do like Andorians. You know, we get a lot of them in. Um, enterprise and stuff and we do have like a andorian kind of regular and prodigy and i wish we could see more of them so yeah i did and i did like i did like the little andorian uh, and starfleet there so and you know oh yeah and also stranger worlds we had yeah oh yeah hammer 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 we yeah. love we love hammer yeah he was a different type of andorian great, yeah great andorian though. yeah yeah we, we uh yeah we, lo- we love to see andorians um oh fucking uh what's what's the name of jeffrey um Tran. Yeah, Tran. We love fucking Tran from from Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Tran rocks. Yeah, Tran, Tran, uh, Tran fans. Right Tran here. fans. Tran fans. Hashtag Tran fans. We're Tran fans. Shaw fans. Anything that starts with S H. Shit. Shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shasta McNasty. <laughs> did you just shit your pants? Is that? I did. I did, did you take that as a command? <laughs> yeah. Oh, not this again, Patrick. I'm sorry. This is this is the fourth chair this week. And you only come over once a week to podcast. (laughs) 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 Got to burn it with all the others. It's a good thing you have this giant fireplace. Jesus Christ, we go through an average of one chair an hour on this podcast. I I can't keep up with these chair bills, Pat. You're destroying our business. We have that fireplace where we throw the chairs and the scripts for jerking off my dad, putting his sperm in my dick, and then fucking my mom to be my father, my brother's father. To the future. <laughs> to the future. <laughs> That's what that fireplace is for. <laughs> so um yeah i i like this episode a good bit i'd give it like maybe like i don't know an eight out of ten for what it is yeah i mean yeah it's just like you know you gotta ignore the the animation the animation's subpar you know given <laughs> given for, for for fucking 70s animations i mean there was, it, it looks like fucking scooby-doo <laughs> it does i think it's a step below scooby-doo you're probably right but like <laughs> I'm just giving it the benefit of the doubt because they did restore it in 1080, which is wild to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it looked way better on like those little shitty televisions oh, that originally aired on. It's great to me that they, I mean, I get that it's only like 22 episodes, which is like, you know, a tenth of any other Star Trek. But I love <laughs> yeah. that they were like, yeah, let's remaster TAS in 1080. And then someone's like, yeah, what about uh, DS9? And they're like... Yeah, that's too much work. Yeah. What? Dude? Oh, you mean the show that everyone universally loves? Yeah. Nah. 
Uh, like the 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 one Star Trek that millennials like. No. <laughs> no. How about this show that no one, no one's ever seen? But you know what? We're watching it now. Yeah. So that's all that matters. I guess. And it you is. know what? If you subscribe to the Plex account, mm-hmm. the Brits Plex account. Yep. You can watch all the episodes. You certainly can. You I can, think they're on, they're, they've got to be on uh, Paramount Plus too, right? Yeah, probably. I'm sure but, they are. But, I mean, they're on your Plex, so they it's are. like. That's, that's a can, better better deal because then you get our episodes early ooh. and in better quality yeah. still. Uh, and you can bust out all the TAS episodes in probably a weekend because they're 22. 22 <laughs> minutes a piece, and I think there's only like 20 some of them. Yeah, so, so you know, you just get, you know, rip on the bong. Ripping on that bong. Get some pizza. Get some gummy worms. Ooh, put the pizza in the bong. Oh, shit. It's messy. It's disgusting. It, it doesn't work at all. Get some Mountain Dew on that motherfucker and just enjoy a weekend. Mm-hmm. In good time. Uh, dip your dick in the Mountain Dew. Put it in like a put it in like a cereal bowl and just oh, shit. Dip, dip the head of your dick in that Mountain Dew. <laughs> Feel that fizzle. Just do a nice little squat over that bowl of Mountain Dew, baby. <laughs> does, not, does not cure genital lice. No, <laughs> it no. tingles, but it won't make the other tingling go away. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it uh, it really just attracts like uh, gnats, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got drain Encourage, flies myself, and, and encourages them to lay eggs yeah. along with the lice. Yeah, that's why and I just, and then the lice then eat the eggs and then get stronger and then you get harder to kill. So this is why I shave off all my pubic hair. Oh people. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna have a sticky dicky, as I like to call it, <laughs> <laughs> like, <you> gotta, <laughs> the the mountain D, as I like to call it. <laughs> Um, yeah, you gotta, you know, not have pubic hair. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I got it. <laughs> well, I guess with that, uh, uh, personal log, uh, supplemental. I guess that's it, soldiers. Yeah. Be well. Travel safe. Uh, and is, um, my rules of assquisition say. Mm. Yeah, let's, let's start that up. Here's your sign. Hell yeah. Uh, Here's the first one. Come fast so you can watch more Trek. Hells yeah. There you go. (laughs) Thanks for checking with us, boy boys, girls, and other worldly beings. Hang Hang dong dong and shocker. You know, we're living in a society. <laughs> 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 <laughs>